Hello and welcome to Living Life. It's so great to spend time together in God's Word. Yesterday we saw in our text, Jesus falsely accused and handed over to be crucified. And today in our text, we're going to see Jesus walking to the death row, uh, just on the way to the Calvary uh, with the cross. And you would think someone uh, falsely accused of sins that he did not commit, crimes that he did not commit, uh, he'd be pleading for his innocence. And yet that's not what we see in our text. Instead of a man pleading for his innocence, we see something remarkable about Jesus. So let's dive into our text today. Luke chapter 23, verses 26 through 32. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. We see in our text that Jesus is supposed to carry his own crossbeam up to the place of his execution. And it's not just uh, the vertical pole, which is already at the site, but the crossbeam where his hands uh, will be nailed. And we see that Simon the Cyrene uh, is seized by the Roman soldiers to carry the crossbeam instead. So we ask, like, what happened? Why couldn't Jesus carry his own cross? We see that Jesus was a carpenter who's supposedly very fit and able. And why was he not able to carry the crossbeam? And we see that we know that Jesus was beaten and he was scourged and whipped very severely right before this event. And so whatever was the case, we see that Jesus became so physically weak and unable uh, that he needed someone to carry the crossbeam in his place. And as Jesus, like one step at a time, like makes his way towards the place of his execution, we see a multitude of women coming around just mourning and wailing very loudly and we see Jesus turning to them in verse 28 look at what he says he says daughters of Jerusalem do not weep for me weep for yourselves and for your children so what is the significance here why is Jesus telling them don't weep for Jesus but weep for themselves and for children and he goes on to say for the time will come when you will say 
Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For, uh, for, if, uh, for if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? So Jesus is telling them that if they really understood what's going to happen to them and to Jerusalem, they would not be weeping for Jesus right now. They will be weeping for themselves, for their children, and for the nation of uh, Israel. So we know that in AD 70, Jesus' words, he, his words become true during the destruction of Jerusalem, as some call it the first Holocaust of Jewish people, where over one million people were slaughtered at the hands of the Romans. And so Jesus is not only pointing us to the, the AD 70 destruction of Jerusalem, but he's also pointing people to the final judgment of God when we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. So this will be a day of great fear and great trembling. Just look at the words that Jesus uses to describe that day. He's saying, it's better not to have children. It's better to have the mountains fall on us and the hills cover us. It's going to be a day when the tree is very dry. It's going to be a great and fearsome day of the Lord. So Jesus, on the way to the cross, with every ounce of energy that is left in him, he turns and he gives a stark warning for all of us. And Jesus' warning is this. The warning is that whoever rejects Jesus will face the eternal judgment of God. Everyone who rejects Jesus will face the eternal judgment of God. You see, we have all sinned. You and I, you and I we have all sinned before the great and holy God of the universe. And because of our sin, we have been separated from God. And, and if we die in our state of separation from God, the Bible is very clear that we will all go under the eternal judgment in a place, a very real place called hell. And so here's the good news. In verse 32, we see that two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. So we know that Jesus died the death of a criminal on the cross. And so here's the good news is that Jesus on the cross, even though he had no sins for which to die, he faced the eternal judgment and the wrath of God, wrath of his Father on behalf of everyone who would trust in him. He died the death of a criminal on the cross. And three days later, Jesus rose again from the dead, forever conquering over sin and evil forever, so that whoever would trust in Jesus this day, he, like his mourning, our mourning, our, our wailing will be turned into gladness. And here's what Psalmist says in Psalm 30, verse 11. He says, You turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. Oh, would you see the urgency of Jesus' warning here is that everyone who rejects him will face the eternal judgment of God. Even as he walks through a death, death row, he is not thinking about his own innocence or pleading for his cause. He is thinking about you and me and warning us that if you reject Jesus, you will face the eternal judgment of God. He wants to turn your wailing 
into joy, your um, sackcloth into gladness. So let's think about who in our lives we're called to give this solemn warning, this stark warning, urgent warning to people in our lives, even today. Like who are we, who is God sending us to go and warn that there, whoever rejects Jesus will face eternal judgment. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you saved us through your son Jesus and you turned our wailing and mourning into dancing and our sackcloth into joy. Oh God, would you send us today to speak the gospel to somebody today to warn them of the eternal judgment, Lord, and the, and the good news that they can trust in Jesus and be saved from this eternal judgment, Lord. Oh God, give us courage and boldness to speak the gospel today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh uh -huh.